you so much for this platform that you have given us to be able to speak to one another and encourage one another and fight together. Your word says that it is better that two travel together instead of one because if one falls, the other is there to pick them up. And I thank you, God, that you have given us each other to fight with. So when we're weary, the others that are strong pick us up. And when we're strong, we are able to pick others up. This is a privilege. And Father, I ask that you speak to me and through me tonight and that you speak to every single one of these ladies exactly what you have to say to every one of us for this moment in time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so this is, as you know, this is called Cove Ladies Fight Time. It's not called Cove Ladies Plush Time. It's not called um, Cove Ladies Luxury Time. It's not... Um, called, let's see, there was something else that I was thinking about. It's not called the Cove Ladies um, Easy Going Life. It's not called that. It's called Cove Ladies Fight Time for a reason. Because every one of us, if we are breathing and if we are um, on this journey, hello, Ibedis, if we are on the journey of getting continually better. And if we are giving our lives fully to Jesus Christ, if we are losing our lives in him for the sake of the kingdom of God, if we are seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then we are fighting. It is a fight. You are surrounded by ladies that understand what it feels like to fight the enemy. You are surrounded by ladies that have experienced loss you're surrounded by ladies that have experienced trauma, grief, divorce, um, death, intense sin and redemption. We all have comeback stories. So you are not surrounded by a group of ladies that just live the plush life and have lost touch with reality. We very much have our hearts set on Jesus Christ and his future for us and his calling on our lives. But he allows us to walk through the, the thick um, of life, through the thick and the thin, the hard times, the struggles, the fire. He does not lift us up from um, reality. So, and that, that's good. You, if, when you're struggling, you're not surrounded by a group of people that say, well, you know, I really don't understand what you're facing because my life is just so easy. No, you're surrounded by sisters that say, I know what you're going through and you're going to get through this because I did. You're surrounded by people that say, I know what it feels like to be betrayed. I know what it feels like to be burned. I know what it feels like to be exhausted. I know what it feels like to be um, burdened. And I know what it feels like to be aggrieved and bitter. But I also know what it feels like to be on the other side of that. So, I said all of that. I took a, a really long time to say, this is called Cove Ladies fight time. It's not, it's not called Cove Ladies plush time. So we are fighting together. And when we're fighting, when we're fighting the enemy, we're not fighting one another. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We are fighting the enemy and we are fighting. Listen to me, ladies, get this in your heart. We are a, we are fighting a fight worth winning. We are fighting a fight worth fighting. It is worth it. It is a good fight. It 
Paul said, I have fought the good fight of faith. It is a good fight to be a part of. So if you're breathing and you're following Jesus Christ, then you're fighting. And in this fight club, we fight together. So people that are fighting need hope. And today I was reading in the book of Romans, and I'm going to read this in the Amplified Version because it really spoke to me, and I think it'll speak to some of you. And I know that ladies are going to be watching this later, but if you have, if you feel like your life is just one big fight from, um, like you get the victory and then the next thing you know, the enemy is coming at you from another angle and then you get the victory and then the enemy is coming from another angle, then you can kind of raise your hand in the chat because, um, I, I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you if you're thinking, whew, Gracious, is this fighting ever going to end? I want to tell you why the Lord has not surrounded you with just ease and um, constant comfort and constant everything going your way. It's because he has set you on a path for hope. All right. Paul says if we have hope in this life only, this is going to speak to you then, Brittany. If Paul says if we have hope in this life only, then we are of men most of all men, most miserable. All right. Paul is speaking to the Romans here and he says, therefore, I'm in Romans five, chapter one, excuse me, Romans chapter five, verse one. Therefore, since we have been justified, that is acquitted of sin. Praise God. What does it feel like to be acquitted of our sin? Since we have been acquitted of our sin and declared blameless before God by faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with Him through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, through Jesus, we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. I'm reading the Amplified Version, and so I'm kind of skipping some of the their, their details, which is why I'm pausing in my reading. Because I, if I read it all, it's sometimes the Amplified Version can be so much. It's almost a little too much. But I'm using it for a reason. So it says, through him, we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. So let us rejoice in our hope. Let us rejoice in our hope and the confident assurance of the glory of God. Okay, and he says then, and not only this, so not only let us rejoice in hope, but let us exalt, let us rejoice is another, it's another word for rejoice. Let us rejoice in our sufferings. Yeah. He said that. How many of you have conquered that? Let us rejoice in our sufferings and rejoice in our hardships. If you've conquered that, then rub some of that on me because I have yet to walk through a hard time and like feel excited about it. I have yet to experience betrayal and just jump up and down, hip, hip, hooray. This is absolutely wonderful. I have, I have yet to walk through a time of grief and think, oh God, I just thank you for this because this, this is just absolutely amazing. 
to be walking through this hardship. No, but Paul is saying, if we're going to have hope, then, then we have to rejoice in our sufferings and we have to rejoice in our hardships. And he doesn't just leave it there. He tells us why. Why do we need to rejoice in our hardships and in our sufferings? Because hardships, he says, knowing that hardship, and then this is why I'm in the Amplified Version. Hardship means distress. If you have experienced some distress, go ahead and raise your hand. Pressure, if you have experienced some pressure. Trouble. So he says, we're going to rejoice in our hardship, knowing that hardship, the distress, the pressure, the trouble, produces something good. All right, so I want to tell you, the world is going to offer you um, the lie to believe that there is a route that you can take in life that, ex that exempts you from suffering. I've been reading a book that talks about the Epicurean way and it's the Western culture and it teaches you that you should live your best life, whatever that looks like. And so if that's at the expense of motherhood, then throw your children away. But you are responsible to live a happy life. And so it doesn't matter who you step on and it doesn't matter what it takes for you to live this happy life. You've just, you're responsible for just making sure you're happy at, at all costs, whatever, whatever that means, stepping on whoever that means stepping on and, and, um, stealing from whoever you need to steal from and breaking whatever rules have to be broken and tearing down whatever boundaries have to be torn down and changing your identity if that's what it takes. I mean, you just find your happiness at all costs. That is the Epicurean way. That is the Western culture. And it teaches fathers to leave their children and, 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 and just walk away from their children so because they're just not happy because they've got to find happiness it's a lie but it is it is the western culture's gospel of escaping pain escaping hardship and escaping suffering it's false it doesn't exist but every day in our lives the enemy is offering us the opportunity to take the escape route. If you can imagine being on an interstate and all the exits, every day when you get up and you make up your mind, I'm going to fight the good fight of faith today. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, the enemy is going to offer you exit after exit after exit. That, that would be like an escape exit. You don't, okay, you've got some suffering here, detour around it. Uh, you've got some hardship here. Just quit. Detour around it. It's a lie. It's, it's, it's an exit that leads to a dead end. Paul is giving us here the recipe or the route or the process for hope. We need hope. How many of you want hope? Jesus Christ gives us hope. I'm going to say that again. Jesus Christ gives us hope. And now I'm going to reiterate how he gives us hope. He gives us hope by sending us through the process that ends in hope and he gives us hope by letting us face pressure letting us face hardship 
letting us face some distress. I mean, he lets us, but he walks through it with us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. God, why don't you de grab my hand and detour me around the valley of the shadow of death? Why do I have to walk through it? Why do I have to walk through the hard times? Why don't you pull me out? Why don't you give me an escape route? Why didn't you give the, ch the Hebrew children an escape route around the fiery furnace? Why did you make them go through the fiery furnace? Because he only could be revealed in the greatness of his glory through the fire. And so hope, the hope that he gives only can come through a certain process that begins with hardship. So therefore, if, you're, if you are fighting the enemy right now, I'm telling you, I believe when we hang up, from this broadcast, you're going to be able to rejoice because let me tell you the secret. God is letting you face that hardship because he is preparing a hope for you that the escape route will not lead you to, that the convenient life and the search for happiness will not ever find. It will never find that for you. So Paul is saying, rejoice in the hardships, knowing that hardship produces patient endurance. So you're not going to have patient endurance without some distress, without some pressure, and without some trouble. So the Lord is letting you face that because he's trying to cultivate and develop patient endurance in you. Well, why does he need to develop patient endurance in you? Because endurance, verse 4, produces character. That's not a fun word to talk about. Character. But you don't just like wake up one day and have character. Character is not something you can put on. Character is not just something that you can read in a book. Character is not something that somebody can just rub off on you. You don't just snap your fingers and I have character. No. Character is developed through a process of what? Hardships and endurance. I mean, it's like a diamond. A diamond doesn't, you don't discover a diamond in its beautiful state. A diamond, when it's first discovered, it's called a diamond in the rough for a reason because it's looking mighty rough. But there's a process to produce the diamond and hope is the diamond. And the process begins with hardship. And when you don't take the route of escape, to escape the hardship, but you buckle down and you, you surround yourself with fighting sisters and you fight through it and you push and you walk through it and you press through that hardship, then something called endurance develops inside of you. And then as that endurance develops inside of you, then um, character begins to shine and character is invaluable. It's priceless. It's very dangerous if your gift takes you somewhere that your character cannot sustain. Uh-oh. So let me just give you a worldly example. So you're a great administrator and your administrative gifts take you high up in the corporate world, but you haven't built the character. And so you can't stay faithful to your husband because you fall for your boss. And then you lose your children because your gift 
of this amazing administrator or this amazing manager or this amazing um, boss, if you want to call yourself that, if that's the position, raises you up to a place that your character is not developed to, to be able to handle. And so then your character fails as you move up with your giftings and then you lose the things that matter. Because, or let's look at it this way. So your, your great talent puts you in a place where there's a whole lot of money, but you don't have the character to handle it and you embezzle it. And then you serve 30 years because your gift took you somewhere that your character couldn't sustain you in. Your character didn't develop. It's important that we think about this because if we don't watch it, um, we will take the escape route and we don't want to mess with character developing. We just want our voice, our singing voice to just take us really high up. But then we end up selling our soul because character didn't develop and we couldn't handle the fame that we were given. What is it in your life? Where is your gift taking you? I encourage you. Don't try to run from the hardships. I'm not here to condemn anybody that's tipping the bottle with wine, but if you're drinking too much, why are you drinking too much? If you're taking too much medicine, and I'm not talking about medicine that's been prescribed, I'm talking about if you're taking too much Vicodin, a little more Vicodin than what you really need, why? Why are you doing that? Because, I'm going to tell you why, because you're escaping. If you're answering every message from a man that comes through your Facebook account and your husband doesn't know about it, why are you doing that? I'll tell you why. Because you're trying to escape hardship and pressure. There's a lot of pressure in, in staying faithful to one man. A lot of pressure. It's not easy. And so you're answering every whistle that comes your way and every flirtatious um, comment. You're smiling at it and you're, you're giving into it. Why? Um, because you're taking the escape route and your character's not developing. Why are you doing that? It's not easy to develop character, but I'm telling you, if you can develop character, just the little bit God has blessed us with right now, if we can develop character, there's so much more down the road for us. But it's super easy. It's super easy to let our gift take us somewhere and we take the escape route and we don't want to walk through hardship and we don't want to build endurance and we don't want to build character. Then we're going to miss out on the true prize of what God is leading us to. Okay, so we need to rejoice in sufferings. It's okay if God doesn't just snap his fingers and provide for us every little thing we need at any moment. He might allow us to face a little hard time because he's trying to give us something that is worth more than the thing that we're begging for in that moment. So he's going to let us face some distress, rejoice in it because that produces endurance and rejoice in that because that produces character and then character produces hope and confident assurance. So I'm going to close with this. I didn't really intend to go this long. I'm reading out of Romans 5, verse 1 through 5. Then it says, Such hope never disappoints us. Ah! The escape route disappoints. The detour to get away from hardship and hitting the easy button 
it disappoints in the end. I'm going to say what I've said before. There's two hard roads ahead. That's it. There's two hard roads ahead. There's a hard road ahead to hope, uh, of confident assurance and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's a hard road. It's a road of hardships that develops endurance, that develops character, that produces that hope that we want so bad. And it's a hard road, but it's so worth it. Or we can hit the easy button and we can take the escape route that the enemy's going to offer us every single day to escape pain, escape trouble, escape hardship. And that road disappoints. I'll sum it all up to say, what did I title this? Somebody tell me what I titled this. I don't even remember. Something about the, the path to hope or something. We want to wake up and we just want to have hope. We want to wake up and we just want to, to experience um, fulfillment. Everybody in the world is looking for fulfillment, but you don't just find fulfillment and you don't just get hope. It's like the diamond. It's a process. You find fulfillment in hope that doesn't disappoint. That's what this Bible says. This is the hope that doesn't disappoint. So if you're tired, okay, where hope is found. Thank you, Yvettis. Thank you. Where hope is found, here is where hope is found. Hope is found in hardships. Hope is found in hardships that you don't give up in and you allow them to produce endurance in you. Hope is found in hardships that you don't give up in and you allow them to produce endurance in you that causes character to be built up inside of you. Hope is found in hardships that you don't give up in, that produce endurance, that then brings forth character. And after that, you discover hope. Hope that doesn't disappoint. And the world is offering us just the opposite. The world is offering us find fulfillment in materialism, find fulfillment in fun, find fulfillment in happiness, find fulfillment in comfort, find fulfillment in luxury, find fulfillment in relationships. And every one of those end in disappointment. If you want to know where hope is found, then the next time you walk through a hard time, I want to challenge you, do what Paul says, rejoice in that hard time and put your fighting boots on and say, I'm not taking the escape route this time because I'm tired of disappointment. I'm tired of being disappointed because this life only offers disappointment. But I'm going to stick through it. I'm going to endure. I'm going to let character be developed inside of me. And I'm going to find hope that doesn't disappoint. I love you, ladies. I hope that blessed you. I know it was really long, and I'm sorry about that. It was a lot to try to get out, <laughs> but I felt like that's what the Lord gave me, so I hope that speaks to somebody. Hope is found in your hard times. Don't give up. This is the fight time club. This is not the plush club. All right? I'll see you later. Bye.